is Anadapter welcoming you to Radioactive's Pick of the Week. And such has been the quality of this week's broadcasting that today's show has been specially shortened from 40 minutes to half an hour. <laughs> this week's short story was a fascinating tale of murder and revenge read by Mike Channel. Unfortunately, he neglected to read it out loud, so I can't play you an extract from it. Instead, here is a heated argument involving former cabinet minister Sir John Pope that took place on Wednesday. Look, I'm sorry, I don't think that's any concern of yours or this programme. I'm not prepared to say anything about my secretary or my property company. I really think it's disgraceful to bring all that up. Oh, well, Sir John, all I said No, was I'm sorry, that... that's it. I'm not going to continue this discussion. Can you, stop the, can you stop the tape? I've never heard anything like it in all my life. You people really are the absolute end. If you want to continue, then I just have to move on to something else. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Sir John. And for your third record? <laughs> well, I'm sure that many turned on on Thursday night to hear, Oh My God, and then turned off again when they realised that it was our religious show. <laughs> this week we heard what life was like belonging to one of the lesser-known religious groups. My name is Rashiba Rajita Sumati Vimala Siltala Flower of the Sun. I used to be called Sandra Perkins. <laughs> that was before I became a follower of the Reverend Man Young Soft. <laughs> That's right, I'm a softie. <laughs> the softies two years ago when somebody told me about their centre the Sri Krishna Ashram the focal point for their followers just outside Coventry <laughs> when I arrived I was met at the gate by a disciple dressed in a simple white gown he told me that all I needed was love and he asked me to give him all my worldly possessions which I did I never saw him again <laughs> It's a marvellous life. Our days are taken up in meditation and daily tasks. My task is working eight hours a day in the whole food shop. It's completely different from my former life, eight hours a day in Tesco's. <laughs> and we get paid £10.50 a day. Each day, after we've finished our tasks, we have a simple vegetarian meal. Brown rice from plain wooden bowls. £10.50 plus VAT. <laughs> and that's basically my life here. I'm a true follower of the Reverend Soft. I'm a softie in the heart, and I'm a softie in the soul, and above all, I'm a softie in the head. <laughs> years, Radioactive has done its bit for underprivileged kids by organising adventure holidays. Many of you, I'm sure, heard about last year's recreation of the Voyage of Magellan, when we got 50 children out of foster homes, took their clothes away, dressed them up as 16th century Portuguese sailors, and sent them off on their own round the world. <laughs> and great fun. Well, our intrepid Mike Hunt arranged this year's adventure holiday and Mike Flex talked to him earlier this week. Mike, I gather this year's holiday is pretty exciting. 
Yes, Mike, uh, this year we've given 25 deprived East End kids the opportunity to recreate the journey of a famous explorer. Marvellous. And uh, we've called it Operation Scott. <laughs> After... After uh, Captain Scott, the Antarctic explorer, whose journey they are uh, recreating. Uh-huh. And they're following it pretty faithfully, are they, Mike? Uh, yes, Mike, following it faithfully right through to the end, and... Uh... <laughs> is a marvellous break for these deprived kids, uh, many of whom didn't even have a pair of shoes to their name when we left. Hmm. And they're on their way now, are they? Uh, yes, Mike, and it really was a very impressive sight, I can tell you. 25 barefooted East End kids setting out across the Antarctic waste. I'm sure. Well, what did they take with them? Well, several of them were carrying buckets and spades. <laughs> Buckets and spades? Uh, yes, well, we kept our exact destination a secret, you see, and uh, I think a few of them thought we were going to Margate. <laughs> did, did they have anything else with them? Uh, tents, sledges? Uh, yes, they each had a packet of sandwiches, uh, provided free by the station, incidentally. Smashing. And uh, all of them were wearing radioactive T-shirts. <laughs> they were free as well, were they, Mike? Absolutely free, yes. And, uh, you know, it's the first time many of these kids have been abroad, and for some, who knows, it may well turn out to be the last. <laughs> emotional farewell it was. I remember one kid just wouldn't let go of my overcoat. <laughs> well, I expect he wanted to wear it, Mike. Yes, well, I dare say he did. <laughs> well, Mike, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but I have just heard that this is, in fact, going to be the last radioactive adventure holiday. Oh, dear. Any idea why, Mike? Uh, something to do with the International Court of Human Rights, I believe, Mike. <laughs> Well, mentioning Scott the Explorer links us nicely into Scott the Poet. There was uh, nothing about him on Radioactive this week, but our Arts Roundup show, What's Going On, featured the work of another poet, Liverpool-born Adrian McMulville, heard reading his own poems in the Festival Hall. Thank you. Support. Support me. Support me about growing up. Growing up in Liverpool. Say, gro growing up in Liverpool. Support me. Scold! Scold there. Yeah. Growing up in Liverpool. Thank you. Just before I read, I read the, the poem. Uh, I want to say what we were. Oh, what, what we were. Where? <laughs> you may laugh. Still growing up in Liverpool. This is boom. Shut up. Oh, not in the house. This man signed it a poem. Dice, dice. Looking out across the Mersey. <laughs> Thank you. And now another poem. And now it's time for the intro game. If you remember, we play the intro from a famous hit record and you have to identify the song. On the line now is... Phil. Paul, hi. Phil. Phil, Paul, let's not argue about it, Paul. Phil. 
Oh, uh, is there anyone you'd like to say hello to? Uh, yes. That's lucky, because you've got a phone, you can ring them up. <laughs> OK, Paul, right, you're ready. Here's the intro to a famous hit record from the 60s. Tell me, are you wearing steel cap shoes? Uh, no. Good, because you'll kick yourself when you get this wrong. <laughs> OK, a £10 record token is yours if you can tell me, and I very much doubt if you can, which song begins like this. <laughs> Any ideas? Oh, what a shame. Well, that's all there is before the vocal. Uh, so nice talking to you anyway, Pat. Uh, I get we... around by the Beach Boys. Sorry? Round, round, get around, I get around. Bugger. <laughs> Well done. Now, uh, all you have to do is guess song number two, and here comes the intro now. Hello? Oh, unlucky, there's no intro at all to this other famous six, is it? Would you like to hear it again? Uh, Beatles Yellow Submarine. Beatles? <laughs> Beatles Yellow Submarine. Uh, let's see, shall we? In the town. I've won, haven't I? I think, I you think what? I've, what did you say? I think I've won. Well, you said it was, you said it was Beatles, Yellow Submarine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you're wrong. Of course, it's The Beatles and Yellow Submarine. So, oh. bad luck, Pat. You just owe us the £10 if you can let us have it as soon as possible. And we'll be back next week to play the intro game. Feeling good. Thank God I'm alive. Listening to... forward to tomorrow afternoon and there's trouble with Squashy. Murple, Dumple and Widgie can't find Squashy anywhere and it's nearly time for tea. If you want to know what happens then don't forget to listen to Today in Parliament. <laughs> but back to last week and on Tuesday Mike Channel hosted our arts programme. Well, I'm pleased to say that we have several distinguished critics with us and we'll be discussing theatre, cinema and television. And we'll start with the world of theatre and the new production of Hamlet at the National. Uh, Paul Burton, did you find it a novel interpretation? And if you did, did you find it convincing? Uh, well, those are two different questions. <laughs> well, uh, let's take the first question first. Uh, did you find it a novel interpretation? Uh, well, it's not an easy question. <laughs> but uh, if you could give us some sort of answer... Yes. I'll have to press you for a little more than that. Uh, well, yes and no. Yes. Yes and no. Uh, well, uh, I didn't actually get to see it. Oh. Uh, it's been a very busy week for me. I see. Well, uh, Lady Annabella Lever, you've seen the production. Uh, no, I haven't, actually. Ah. A dinner party, I'm afraid. I couldn't get out of it. I see. Uh, Robert Bebbington, then. Oh, well, I didn't see Hamlet, but I did see something else that I found powerful, moving and gripping. Which was? The film Bambi. It's well, a let's, let's, move <laughs> let's move on now to the new Truffaut, Paul. Uh, the in-laws came round. Antonia? Bath night. Robert? It's absolutely marvellous. Ah, good. Great characterisation, powerful story. So this is one of Truffaut's best? Uh, no, this is Bambi. I went to see it again on Tuesday. All right, let's, let's, let's turn to television, shall we? It's not difficult to see a television programme, I've thought. Just stay at home and turn the knob on. Uh, Paul, new BBC Two serial on Thursday. I don't have BBC Two. Antonia? I don't have a You don't have a television, no? Uh, no. Robert? I went out. You went out. To see Bambi again? <laughs> no, to see Hamlet. Ah, and how was it? 
What, Bambi? It's a lovely film. It's a little no, dear. Not a little Bambi. Bambi. I don't want to hear about Bambi. It's a children's cartoon film. It yes, came have out you seen it? Over 30 years ago. I want yes. you to tell me about Hamlet, the new controversial production yes. of Hamlet at the National that you went to see on Thursday. I couldn't get in. <laughs> Well, convents are traditionally places for worship, as docks are traditionally places for warships. And... <laughs> and it was in the docks at the Old Bailey that playwright... <laughs> Arthur Ruff stood several years ago. Mike Channel spoke to him on the Tuesday show about his plays. Mr. Ruff, you claim to be Britain's most prolific playwright ever. Yeah, that's right. Now, I understand you've written over 100 plays, is that right? 147. 147 plays. Yep. Now, how many of them have been put on in some shape or form in a theatre? Well, if you include lunchtime recitals, school plays and street theatre performances, uh, one. <laughs> one play? Yeah. Uh, do you think this might have something to do with the length of them? I notice they're all one-act plays and mm. none of them last longer than uh, 60 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, a minute, yeah. This must be almost a new genre, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's a reaction, isn't it, against the bourgeois materialist attitude. Uh, what attitude is that, exactly? Well, the one that says a play should be longer than a minute. <laughs> yes. Right, well, perhaps we could listen now to a 45-second extract from one of your plays. No, 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 it's the whole thing. Oh, right, it's the whole play. And it's called? Uh, what time is it? What time is it? What? What time is it? When? What? What time is it when? Now. What? What time is it now? Now that what? What? What time is it now that what? Now that nothing. What time is it? What time is it now that nothing? That doesn't make sense. Look, forget now that. Just what time is it? You're talking gibberish. Look, forget now that just what time is it? <laughs> Meaningless. Are you concussed? No, I just want to know what the time is. Fifteen. What did you say? When? When you said what time it is. No, you said what time is it? Yes, but you said what time it is. What time it is? I wouldn't say anything like what time it is. It's not English. <laughs> oh, what time it is. Nonsense. I might have said what time is it. That makes sense. That's what I'm asking you. What time is it? Yes. Huh? Well? Huh? What time is it? When? Now! I've no idea. My watch has stopped. <laughs> week for one young girl called Sandra Thompson, who had the opportunity on Radioactive's Meet Your Idol spot to meet her idol, Radioactive's disc jockey, Mike Channel. Uncle Mike Stand talked to her just before. Sandra, what, what is it about Mike Channel that makes him your idol? I don't know, just everything, really. <laughs> yeah, everything, eh? Yeah, he sounds really fantastic. <laughs> well, he's just outside now. Are you excited? Yes. You're really excited? Yes, I'm really excited. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Well, Sandra, now's your chance to meet your idol, Mike Channel. Here he is. Hello, Sandra. I'm very delighted to meet you. Oh. <laughs> Something the matter, Sandra? No, no. Just a bit, well, older than I thought. Expecting someone with bright red hair, eh, Sandra? <laughs> well, someone with hair, anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, Sandra, here's a signed photograph for you to take away. Who is it? It's, it's me. Oh, they've drawn some extra teeth in. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they've painted out your hearing aid. Uh, well, Sandra, I uh, must be getting on. You can say that again. 
Next week on Meet Your Idol, we're delighted that Jimmy Savile will be here to meet his idol. Jimmy Savile. Honest Ron here. Isn't life tragic, eh? One minute you're leading a carefree, happy-go-lucky kind of life, the next you're being ruthlessly assassinated by an ex-convict. <laughs> Typical. Well, now, for just £75 a week, you need never have that worry with Honest Ron's life assurance policy. The first assurance policy that guarantees you life. <laughs> Here's one satisfied brother-in-law. Well, Ron, as you know, I've been paying you £75 a week now for 15 years. Yeah, and, and can you say that you have never been assassinated? Uh, absolutely, yeah, Ron. Yeah. I did miss one payment and I had my kneecaps. Yeah, well, shut up, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, just send the first week's instalment now and I'll assure your life free from those niggling little worries of day-to-day -day living, such as out-of-work jockeys with hatchets, that sort of thing. <laughs> Peace of mind as long as you live, and as long as you pay the premiums. Honest Ron, Honest Ron, the others are a con. Hello, Mary. Hello, June. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and how's little Trevor? Well, quite a handful. I'm forever changing his nappies. Why is that, Mary? Because they keep getting wet, June. Why is that? Because little Trevor keeps piddling in them, June. Oh, yes. And my hands keep getting wet, too. Well, you need new nappy blot. New nappy blot? Yes. Unlike ordinary nappies, new nappy blot doesn't let the wetness through because it's super absorbent, so it keeps your hands nice and dry and means less work. Nappy Blot keeps the wetness in and keeps your hands dry. Hello, Mary. Oh, hello, June. Did you try a new Nappy Blot? Oh, yes, I did, Mary. They really are super absorbent. Now my hands seem nice and dry, and I haven't had to change little Trevor's nappy for a month. <laughs> One thing, June. What, Mary? He's getting a little heavy to lift up. <laughs> Well, some commercials there, and by a happy coincidence, there were also some commercials on Tuesday. And in between them were some programmes, one of which was Radioactive's new quiz programme, Spot the Sexist, hosted by yours truly. Right, hello and welcome to Spot the Sexist. In the game today, the competitors have to talk about women for as long as they can without saying anything sexist. And the winner is the one who can last longest. So we'll start with you, Mike, from now. Mike, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. What's she like? Right, right. Cute face, nice knockers, not too big. Not too big. <laughs> 
Only five seconds there, Mike. No points. Bad luck. Ron, try to be a little more careful. Sure will. <laughs> when I mention Bo Derek, what do you think of? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I'll have to rush you. Uh, great gazooms. Oh. <laughs> five seconds, too, and Jeff. From mm. now, are you a breasts or leg man? Um, uh, neither. I respect women for their minds, not their bodies. Brilliant. Five points. What do you think about Lady Diana Spencer? Well, I'd like to have a, a conversation with her. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Ten points. What would you talk about? Her marriage, her babies, that sort of thing. Uh, sexist? That's not. I'm afraid so. <laughs> Ten sexist penalty points there. Which brings us on to round two. And in this round, we show you pictures of naked women and you have to say the first things that come to mind. At the moment, you're still all at naught. Mike, we start with you. Right, you have ten seconds starting from now. What do you think about this girl? Uh, right. Scott, I wonder how many O-levels she got. Five... <laughs> Well done. Five points there. Oh, uh, uh, excellent photo. I wonder what sort of camera the photographer used. Ten. Uh, great knockers. Oh, ten. ten penalty points. So Mike finishes at naught. Ron, what do you think of this young lady? Great gazooms. <laughs> That's uh, ten penalty points there. You have six seconds to put that uh, right. She's got a lovely teeth. I wonder who her dentist is. Good. And three more seconds. And, uh... Oh, uh, what an ass! Oh! Minus, minus ten, I'm afraid, so that's minus fifteen. Mike is ahead with naught, all down to Jeff, and this is the final round. Let's go, it's another naked woman. Uh, very intelligent, and she's got a lovely tan. I wonder where she went on holiday. Eight seconds left, and five points. Um, I wonder what political party she votes for. And finally, Jeff, it all hangs on this one. You have ten. Well, I wouldn't mind giving her one. <laughs> of my pamphlets on the economy. <laughs> No, I'm afraid that's too late. Now, that's entirely unfair. I'm positively not a sexist person. I'm sorry, those are the rules. How would you know the rules, you old tart? Your brains are in your breast. <laughs> Minus 20, which means that no one wins this week's prize and it will be kept over until next week's edition of Spot the Sexist. Great Here on Radioactive, we've always shown particular interest in the young and problems facing young people today. Last Wednesday, for example, in our documentary series, we tried to solve some of the problems concerned with glue sniffing. How to make sure you've not been ripped off, where you can buy it in bulk, and how to get the most out of those last little bits left in the bottom. Well, the 1982 Radioactive Music Awards took place this week, and amongst the groups who carried off this year's awards were The Police. They won the Best Overexposed Blonde Trio Award. Kenny Rogers, he was voted the Best Bearded Country Singer with No Legs. <laughs> the Jacksons got the Funkiest Black Soul Disco Groovy Get Down and Milk Your Mama Award. But we hear now the overall winners of the Greatest Band on Earth Award presented at the ceremony by Radioactive's host, Nigel Pry. Well, Nate... Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's special gala playings in music for Britain and worldwide here literally for this evening and with the lights and show really bringing the nervous into you, doesn't it? <laughs> and 
And why not? Because the industry in the music world tonight will be watching the award because the winner is... The Human Leak. <laughs> Dancing at a discotheque In a hot little I picked you up, I gave you one I walked you home And now I can't get rid of you A blunder. I knew I should have left you where I found you at the disco. Now I'm under this contract you signed, and it's still got seven years to go. Oh, just one night of passion, how was I to know? But I'm not into babies, so the kid'll have to go. I don't want your baby. <laughs> children so I don't want your baby no 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 now we sing together in the band how romantic we live together with a dog and a Be a famous pop star Living with this piece of tats Try to forget it And I try to tell her nicely That she's always singing flats And what about this hairstyle? Why does it look like that? The answer is one side of it's been eaten by the cat Listening to Radioactive, starring Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Michael Fenton Stevens, Jeffrey Perkins, and Philip Pope. Music was by Philip Pope. The program was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins, with additional material from John Cantor, Richard Curtis, and the producer, Jimmy Melville. brings us to the end of our six-week cultural exchange with Radio 4, who now continue broadcasting in the style of the 1950s. <laughs> Those of you who would like to hear something a little more up-to-date might like to retune to Radio Luxembourg on 208 metres medium wave and 95.8 in stereo VHF. <laughs>